to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode, and leave a five-star review while you're there. And as always, follow me on Instagram at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterinthenow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. The monsters took a trip to the beach for a little vampire-inspired party, but the challenge twist got some of the monsters twisted and shouting. It's time to talk all things Dragula 4, and joining me is a little angel who I've heard is no stranger at sucking blood, Seraphim! Hello! (laughs) You were afraid of where that pause was going, weren't you? I was nervous. (laughs) (laughs) Um, wow. What an episode. Yeah, um, it was a lot. There a lot of things happened. I was um, very Yeah, okay. Two episodes in. How are you feeling so far? I'm I'm loving it so far. I'm like, it's not what I was expecting. Like they keep me on my toes. It's so entertaining. Yeah. Like I'm in it's love. it's it's a good group of drag artists, some of whom should probably not be there. Um but we'll get to that. Okay. Uh, but there's a lot of drama. They are bringing it every week. Yeah. None of them will pass like, a psych exam. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> Crazy. Um, but before we dive into the episode, we have to discuss something. Um, for the second week in a row, Shudder was late dropping the episode. 46 oh, yeah. minutes to be exact. Dun, dun, dun. I mean, it's better than um, Amazon where they were like, no episode this week. Oh, two episodes this week. Right? This, But that's what's crazy to me is like, shouldn't you have like learned from that mistake and maybe fixed that? And also, who's the intern who's gotten fired twice in uh, two weeks? I don't know. The drama. Yeah. It, it's just really funny because I like want to watch it at midnight so I can then go to sleep and then wake up and do my notes and everything because I hate doing it in the same day. But watching the comments on Twitter and then on the uh, Shutter app page of Dragula, some people are really angsty and need to calm down. I'm like, 46 minutes is not that much. Calm down, people. Not that much. It, but, whoa, I, I'm glad to have waited this 46 minutes to have watched it um, in real time because, damn, this was an episode. <laughs> I was like, I don't watch it. I didn't watch it until like 8 p.m. And so I actively avoided social media. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get a spoil. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to not get spoiled nowadays, especially when there is so much drag content at once. Yeah. Um, and it comes out at midnight. Right. And it's, and yeah. Well, let's dive into the episode. Um, we got an opening movie like always, and we're going to have a little shocker when I finish talking about it. But mm-hmm. we get the black and white movie with a 60s surfer beat playing as the boulets in the least glamorous swimsuits ever chill out with a bunch of shirtless dudes on a beach meant for beasts only. Sucking blood is a hard day, and I would love to meet these shirtless guys on the beach for a fun day in the sand. That, that looked like a party. 
the fangs are present as the vampires who can't quite talk with the teeth in. The boulets go hunting for an intruder on the beach. The story, though, is as the boulets are walking and they have their back to us, Drachmorda, the taller one, has a huge back tattoo. Oh my god, I know. I was so surprised. I was like, what is this tribal shit? What the fuck? So surprised. Yeah, they never really like show that much skin and like not really ever their backs. Right. Um, so that was like, I was not expecting um, that. You have you have plenty of tattoos. Could you go that intense on your back? Would you I even mean, want I really to? A tattoo, but I I want a back tattoo eventually. Yeah. What would you get? I have no idea. <laughs> I want to get like one big cohesive thing, but I don't know. Uh huh. You want like a it whole be- Pokemon C- uh, landscape with all the well, <laughs> all the characters? No, I already have enough Pokemon tattoos. <laughs> so. They got me. This was actually a good video. It worked because it fit the theme and then fit the mood of the episode. So more of this, please. Like, keep this trend going. Yeah, I feel like they kind of learned their lesson with, like, continuity and, like, cohesiveness with their stories with um, Resurrection. Like, I feel like they mm-hmm. kind of, like, figured it out a little bit more. So yeah. I feel like we're going to see a lot more of that this season. Yeah, last week was a little rough. That one was really just product placement for those fucking masks that you can buy. Um, but yeah, this week I was, I was, I was plenty happy. So you know what? Good job, Boulez. You got me this time. I mean, I still didn't like, like it, but but at least it worked. Yeah. It's cute. but And it's their show. So I can't really say shit. Exactly. Well, it is time for the monsters to enter the boudoir and awaiting the fate of Zavaleta and Formaldehyde. But while they wait, of course we need some drama. Jade doesn't know who's going to go home with so much going on with Zabaleta and how emotional she was, but she hopes it will be her. Astrid won the challenge, but before too much congratulations can be given, Mary is like, I'm glad they saw your outfit before it fell apart. Bitch, not that. Not that on camera saying your outfit fell apart. Shady. I mean, didn't her outfit also fall apart? And wasn't her professionally made? Mm-hmm. Astrid will admit it was falling apart before and after, but it was fine for the floor show. Mary continues to instigate and says she would have wouldn't have been in the top if they had seen it. As Astrid had, says in confessional, for somebody who doesn't make their own shit to try to read her for it was out of place. Astrid says her drag is DIY and making your things yourself and making it happen regardless of the circumstance. For Mary, it's about entertaining people. She is New York, 10 years performing, won a signature from the Queen Mother of Brooklyn. Where do you fall in the argument? Is it about performance? Is it about DIY? Is it in the middle? What is drag? I mean, I think drag is, it's, it's broad enough where it could be anything. Like, I, I love the DIY aspect of drag and, like, doing shit yourself. But I also, like, obviously, like, if performance is where your, like, main thing is, like, of course, you're going to be more performance focused. Yeah. Astrid sees Mary as a queen of Brooklyn, not the queen of Brooklyn. I thought that was so funny. (laughs) (laughs) So funny. I hope she makes merch. I want Mary Cherry, a queen of Brooklyn. (laughs) A a queen of Brooklyn. Meanwhile, Coco thinks Brooklyn might be in trouble if it's led by Miss Mary. Oh, the shade. 
I'm just cackling. So it's killing me all episode. It was so good. <laughs> Jade has been entertained by the little love blossoming between Hoso and Astrid. Hoso slyly says they have a little side romance. That's kind of cute. Oh. We've never seen that on the show before. I mean, I, I don't know. I just feel like they're pushing it. <laughs> oh, fully. Absolutely. The music last week was so cheesy. <laughs> yeah, last week was terrible. This week, it was toned down. Betty says she was disappointed to be in the bottom and feels like she failed her community as they waited so long for a place at the table. Um, these are quotes she's going to continue saying all season long, I'm sure. You think she's going to be here all season long? We'll get to it. I have <laughs> some feelings. Astra tells her that she thought her look was great, but could have taken the concept a little bit further. Betty is like, there were other people who were literal, and out of nowhere, Jade is like, I ate bugs and fucked myself with a bone. Wait, what? How did that get left on the cutting room floor? <laughs> I mean, she ate bugs on screen. Not the, but we didn't see her fuck herself with a bone. Well, gee, I wonder why. It's television. Could you imagine the first moment seeing Jay Julie as a monster on <laughs> Dragula is herself fucking herself with a bone. RuPaul would be so proud. <laughs> RuPaul doesn't even know who she is. Huh? She better. Um, so Saint asked Coco about how she felt showing off a normally white character as a black girl. She says she took the things that made black women strong, powerful, beautiful, and added it to the elements that made Elvira strong, powerful, and beautiful. Yes, Coco just confused her own character. She was Morticia, <laughs> not Elvira. And she tries to cover it up, but yeah, that was a mini blunder and that was really bad. I was like, now you're forgetting who you dressed as. Um, I mean, I get it because literally Betty was just talking about Elvira yeah. the second before. And there's but someone. yeah, two, two little different characters. Sigourney felt good at what she brought. And Mary wants to take a moment because she had some words for her. We get a flashback to Mary asking what is top four about Sigourney's look and that she should have shown her titties to be top four. Mary will tell her that her comments had nothing to do with her being an AFAB queen as she thinks it's important that she's there. Why was Sigourney in the top four? It's very clear. Why was Mary in the top four? Not in the top four? It's very clear. Her belt broke and she was crying about having to zip tie it backstage. Bloop. I like Sigourney Beaver. She's fun. I do too. Also, like, it felt very sexist to me. <laughs> it was. It completely was. And <laughs> I was like, you can't remember that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why Mary said it. And I feel like other people would say it too and not realize what was coming out of their mouth until they listened back or heard people say something to them. But I wish Sigourney would have pushed back a little more. Me too. I, I feel like she like kind of lets them say what they want to say and doesn't really like dig in, which yeah. is like fine. But I'm just like, I just wanted to like call them out. Yeah, I don't think Sigourney is a controversial person. She and doesn't she, like confrontation. And then like everyone like is coming for her for no reason. Yeah. She She's the kind of person who's going to show you why she's the shit. She doesn't need to tell you. See? And that's that's what I love about her. Mary just doesn't like Sigourney for being a woman. She apparently doesn't like her because she's playing a game on a game show. Why, why, why do we have a problem with that? I'm like, like she's, she's like, you're playing games. I mean, she's competing against you, but that's like, she's not like playing mind games or anything. Exactly. Mary thinks Sigourney is out for herself and Sigourney thinks Mary is threatened by her. But 
the t- the talk is who went home. Coco hopes it's Vasiletta. Is she <laughs> dyslexic or dumb? I think she has a confusing name. <laughs> and she mixed up her character too. So she, 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 she's tired, right? That oh, it's stressful. <laughs> her river's tired. Yeah. For her, she's mm-hmm. like, Zavaletta's already gone. She doesn't like her aura and fire, and she doesn't have time for that. Sigourney says the irony of Zavaletta coming in and talking such a big game and then ending up in the bottom. Betty would like formaldehyde to stay uh, so she has something to look at besides them ugly bitches. Do we find Formelda attractive? Apparently everyone does, but I don't know. Maybe it's because she like wears a mask and so enough one's like, what does she look like? And then they see her and they're like, oh, she's cute. Maybe, maybe that's it. It adds to the mystique. So not a moment passes and Zavaletta arrives and says hello to everyone but Sigourney. Why? Because she heard what she said from behind the set. The drama. Zavaletta tells them how the extermination went, including peeing on herself. In that situation, if you were buried alive and had bugs and you were fearful, would you pee on yourself? I mean, I pee a lot, so maybe. <laughs> you, do, you do have a very tiny bladder. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how long they were down there. She's asked how Formelda did, and Zava says she heard her scream and she could hear Zava scream. She thinks she died because of the bugs, but lived to slay another day. She's not here to conquer her fears. She's not scared of anything or anybody, which she directs toward Sigourney. Zava knows how to bring the drama. Oh, I mean, Zava knows she's on TV. Oh, fully. She knows she's a television character and apparently doesn't care what Reddit says. Which is great. (laughs) Yeah. Reddit is very mean to her. They they are not feeling her attitude this much this season. Well, but um, I know she's going to keep entertaining us. Absolutely. Well, going back to the bitch who had a lot to say, Sigourney, what's good? Zava says she doesn't talk a big game. She is the game. Zava says she should doesn't feel like a genuine interaction with Sigourney, and that's all. But before Sigourney could get the last word, the boulets sound the alarm to get them to the main stage. The boulets say that they are sad that they had to kill one of them and remind them that they are one step closer to being the next drag super monster. Now, speaking of death, they are going to the beach for the first ever Nosferatu beach party, a.k.a. a swinging 60s vampire beach challenge. They must design and create a look inspired by the Nosferatu and showcase their look in a music video lip sync performance on the main stage. Oh, and the lip sync will be a duet, so they have to choreograph and coordinate with another competitor, but more on that in a bit. They then reveal that they have a surprise for them. Saint won the resurrection special, and while she undisputedly won the competition, she didn't close the door to hell hard enough, and another competitor has slithered back into the competition. The ladies and gentlemen, theys and gays, please welcome Dolly. Were you gagged? I mean, I, I expected it because I, because like she woke up at the end of Resurrection. Right. Well, at the same time, I was like, when she didn't come back in the first episode, I was like, maybe they're not bringing her back. Right. It's well, Dolly walks in. Catch. Yeah. And I'm sure there was an arousing chorus of daddy being screamed by the viewers at home. Oh my God. Really? Um, I mean, speaking of Astra jumps in daddy's arms. But why do you think Dolly got to skip the first episode? Is that fair? 
I mean, there's a lot about Dracula and reality television that is unfair. Exactly. <laughs> I, mean, the, I mean, the fact that her and Saint have been on two seasons basically already so far right. um, is unfair competing against first timers. And also, like, yeah, Dolly's touring with her, like, with, like, Blood on the Dance Floor since, like, 2005. Like, like, she, she's not, like, a first-time, I don't know, I feel like she should be in a different competition. Yeah. I, I agree, because, it, like, she's very, very, very good at the drag art. Yeah, I mean, that, that being said, I'm completely happy she's back. And Absolutely. And so good. Well, there is one more surprise. They have a fright feat. They will have to drink a glass of pig's blood and a giant head of garlic. The first person to finish will win and assign their roles and teams for the challenge. Could you do that? I didn't understand like, what the big issue was. I was like, it's literally food. I guess it's the taste of uncooked garlic. I mean, but like... I don't know. It didn't seem like that much of an issue. Like, as long as you, like, were smart about it. Mm-hmm. And pig's blood. You can do the pig's blood. You're fine with that? I'm, I could dissociate enough. <laughs> Plus, like, so you the monster. Do- look at the garlic. Yeah. The monsters return to the boudoir where Dali gets their first confessional. They're back because the title just keeps slipping through their fingers every time. Back with a vengeance. Is Dali excited to compete with her daughter? Competing with? Yes. Will they take her out? She brought her into the world. She can take her out. But Astrid says it'll probably be the other way around. She's eating those words now, isn't she? Well. Astrid is just so excited to get the opportunity to share this experience together as they are crazy weirdos and have so much fun. Satan is happy to see Dali there, to which Mary says she's sure her butthole is even happier. (laughs) Is there a relationship? Have they ever done it? Do we know? I'm sure they have. Who hasn't fucked their drag mom? It's fair. Um, then we get like this leather daddy arriving with their fright feet. And um, yeah, the garlic isn't even cooked. They start the challenge and there's a lot of puking and gagging and really no strategy but to just do it. We get a montage of laughter and vomit. And in the end, Zavaletta just dug in and wins. Are we surprised? No. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I was like, we're rich. <laughs> She, she, she didn't even right. flinch. She did not even flinch. She just downed it. It's garlic. It's food. It's not that dramatic. It's, that, you're, you're right. You're right. She's back to prove a point. She has the power from the bottom to mid-level. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's funny. Good job. Your comedy's coming through finally. <laughs> so here are the pairings. Zavaleta selects Saint as her partner. Mary is paired with Coco. Sigourney is with Astrid. Dali is with Hoso. And Betty gets Jade. Astrid says the pairing seemed fair and random. And if there were intentions behind it, she has no idea. Zava says there was no game, but just rely on your partner. Astrid will then ask the table if there were any teams that anyone is surprised by or won't work well together. And both Mary and Zava say her and Sigourney. I thought we weren't playing the game, Zavaletta. You're just admitting you just you put them together for a reason. Which also, like, I don't get what the reason is because they were both on the top last week. Right. <laughs> um, she says that they are a pair that just doesn't mesh. Sigourney is a perfectionist and Astrid is chaotic. They have a delusional confidence on their side. 
Who would you want to have been paired with? I mean, given how the episode went, Saint. Fair, fair. <laughs> uh, actually, Dolly. Yeah, I feel like we'll 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 get to what you might have brought to this challenge later when we get to the floor show. But I feel like you two would have meshed well um, with your aesthetics. I would have. I've enjoyed it. All right, so now we're going to get to watch each team get barely any space in the room to start creating choreo and figure out how the only three moves they know that are 60s beach inspired can fit into their routine. But literally the amount of space they had in the room was what they had on stage as well. So eek. Hoso and Dolly are going camp and stupid because just look at them. They don't do high femme drag. So neither of them would have done this on their own. Zava tells Saint that what's important in a duet is connection and sharing the spotlight saint has some reservations being on a team with someone in the bottom but she hopes they can get their shit together mary is teaching coco how to play patty cake and yeah i would be freaking out too if i were coco <laughs> when coco got paired and she had that face and she's like, <sighs> I, was like I was like ah! no it was it would just say garlic and, and and drink pig's blood no that's not how i feel it no she totally oh, was she was that was a very good cover on her part. <laughs> Betty is happy to be with Jade as they are both campy queens. The energy is going to be fun. They have an idea of choreo and just have fun. Fun. On Dracula. That seems like an oxymoron. I think you should have fun. That's a, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, exterminations are, they totally are fun. I mean, they are if you make them fun. Absolutely. So we have a conversation that is going to set the rest of the episode in motion. Astrid asks Sigourney if she's prioritizing dance moves over gags. And she is. She says it's more of a performance. They're going to cut both of their big gags and focus on everything clean as the focal point of their performance. Astrid says they have to make necessary sacrifices in order to compromise. Now, at this moment, based on everything the Boulets had told you, do you think that was the smart thing to do? I mean, given, I think they should have planned something. Just because she didn't like, just because she didn't have her reveal doesn't mean they couldn't have had, like done, planned to do something. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like Zaba and, and Saint, like, it's not like they had like reveals on their outfits. Or maybe they did, but whatever. But they had like the like the biting thing, and like they performed yeah. really well, and they interacted. Yeah, they had a bit. So, what is Coco and Mary's strategy? That's a good question. Mary wants to keep it current. Coco wants to give us, as Coco's outfit is nowhere close to the era. Um, are they going to clock her on that? We'll find out. Yeah, they will. They will. <laughs> and then we have a moment where Mary is trying to tell. Coco, who Anne Margaret is, and she has no idea. Do you know who Anne Margaret is? Fly upon you! Die! Die! Are you kidding me? Bye bye, Birdie. She's Uh, an icon. Redhead. Oh, she's she's wonderful. Um, I would say go watch Bye Bye Birdie, but I know that's not your jam at all. So you can pass. (laughs) So Mary is trying to get Coco to wear hair like Betty, but Betty's wearing hair like Betty. Coco says, never tell her to be like somebody else. She has spent her entire career in life fighting to be her unapologetically, and that is a problem for her. 
when it comes to a challenge and you're trying to work as a team as they believe, do you think Mary had the right to suggest this to Coco? Um, I mean, no, especially given what her outfit was. <laughs> um, but I do think that like in a competition, what you need to do is show versatility. And like, mm -hmm. like you can do something else. You can wear a different style wig and still be you. Like fucking like yeah. Pazzo. Like that's not how she usually looks, but she still did it and was still very authentically her. Right. Mary says that this is a beach party and someone that looks like her wasn't invited to these parties in the early 1960s. She's watched a lot of these films and saw a lot of mermaids. So to make her spooky, she made her an anglerfish because nothing says vampire like fish. Yeah, I don't know what she was thinking. That was bad. I know that when a drag artist gets to be on a show like this, that it's not just them thinking about ideas. They have a team. They have friends. They, they, they run ideas by each other. Is Mary just that intimidating that anyone on her team said, yeah, just go with it. This is a brilliant idea. I, I can only hope that like, she pulled this look from a different thing that they made her bring. Cause I feel like I, I'm hoping that she was like, okay, what I brought for this challenge isn't really gonna work. And so I'm gonna pull this sea underwater theme thing that they had me bring also. Yeah. That's what I'm hoping. Choices. But that was not yeah. fire beach party. Not at all. It is extermination day and they have a new day in hell. It's the Nesferatu beach party. Mary is showing Coco the choreo and Coco is just not feeling it. According to Mary, Coco needs more confidence, but really Coco is just not feeling what Mary is serving. And mm -hmm. like, if you watch what Mary is performing, it was very half-assed. I mean, maybe it's because there wasn't room in this space, but I was like, no, that's not going to fly. You're on TV, girl. No. Coco will most likely not want to work with Miss Mary again, but she is a team player and she will figure out something. They're all putting on their faces, applying their fangs, and then the alarm blares. Can we stop with this gimmick? Unless you're really going to do it to them one day, I'm really not buying it. This it was stupid. only good the very first time they did it, like last season or whatever it was. Exactly, I agree. It, like, it's even just, the first episode of this season, I was like, we know it's not. We know it's. We know what's happening. Right. I mean, but would you be gagged if they actually made him do it one time? I sure. I mean, but why would they do that? It would make for worse television. Like, nobody wants to see, like, half-painted queens. That's, I mean, you're right, you're right. But it would be very funny to watch. <laughs> <laughs> I wish they, like, dragged them in for, like, a mini challenge or something, like, half-painted. Right. Like, at least that, that would be good. really, like, actually, yeah. like, scare them into thinking that they had to get started. Absolutely. All right. The boulets are black and have lots of spiky things on them. They look kind of good. They're, they were black. They were wearing they were. black. <laughs> when? Yeah. When, yeah, I know. Shocker. Um, I don't yeah, I, I think they looked good. They were, they was a cute look. Um, but joining the Boulets are world famous superstar and Dragula super fan Vanessa Hudgens, who is so into blood right now. I was dying, honestly. I'm so happy that she was there. <laughs> and and said the phrase like she she knew it. She she had to. We love a self aware queen. I'm sure they. I wonder if they asked her to also. I, absolutely they said uh, she they was probably in her contract that she had to do it i just love like listening to her critiques and everything and like listening to her talk i was like this girl really just talks like a dumb bitch doesn't she 
I was so yeah. happy. <laughs> yep. And then we have world-class music producer and international DJ sensation, Gigi McGree. Are you familiar with her work? No, but Scout knew who she was, but I, okay. I didn't know. Yeah, neither did I. I was very unfamiliar and um, didn't take any time to find her out. But I'm sure she's great at what she does. All right. So since the quote unquote runway was finally separated from the music video, we are going to talk about things a little backwards. We're going to start with the performance and then move into the look. Sound good? All right. The music video. Once again, what the Boulets explained is not what was executed. All the monsters are on that tiny ass stage attempting to do their own thing as well as their duet. And it is a bit messy. It is, but I thought it was really cute, honestly. There were so many stage props, but at least you couldn't dance. You could at least shove like a sandcastle up your butt. There was at least things to play with. Yeah, there was like stuff. You couldn't really like move around, but like you could, you, you, you could boogie. Yeah, you can interact with things. Um, Oh, and there's no cut here. They're going to perform the entire song. It was, do you know how long it was? Because it was very long. It was three and a half minutes. That's it? And there is a lot of music within the song. And it's a repetitive chorus. It was a lot. It felt very long. It felt so long. Like I felt- Because then they had had the extra part at the end where each duet partner got to do- That's what I was confused about. Yeah. So it was- It was a lot. Um, but I will say the song was lit. It's called Gothic Surferama by the Vampire Beach Babes. Um, and I hope to see some drag monsters perform this at gigs in the future. I thought it was a lot of fun. And it's my playlist right now. Yeah, good song. Listen to friends. It's really fun. Gothic what? So let's... What? What's it called? Gothic Surferama. Surferama. By the Vampire Beach Babes. Hot. Awesome. So let's talk about some of the highlights. Um, if you couldn't tell, my favorite part was Dolly creeping behind the surf bar with Hoso in front. So funny. So, so good. good. As soon as like I saw Dolly, I was like cackling. I was like, this is brilliant. <laughs> it was like, you didn't know if they were going to work because this is not their aesthetic, but they fucking figured it out. It was so good. Um, Saint and Zava do a very good job lip syncing. I will say they were probably two of the tighter lip syncs um, of the night. Yeah, I, I like. I, it felt. Um, I was like, damn, they had to learn this whole like all these words, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, Coco was relegated behind Mary, and I'm not sure if it was her choice because Mary just took up the entire camera. I mean, she's not a, a small lady. No, but like the shot that they had, like the first the first time the two of them were on screen together, th- there was just no room for Coco to do anything because Coco was also wearing a giant ass wig. So yeah, yeah the two of them could not fit in the uh, screen. Sigourney did have a bit of trouble with her chompers, but you could see her lipstick was as tight as it could have been because she had the um, the teeth that were exposed. She couldn't really move her mouth too much. Oh yeah. Um, she still looked great, though. She oh, she looked incredible. Um, I will say the reveal from Hoso and Dolly at the same time was perfectly right. They both nailed it. It was so smart. They're um, genius. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, you could tell they really, really, really planned their bit together. Um, I think Jade taking the head out of the sandcastle was probably her defining moment in this challenge because I couldn't tell you anything else she did. I thought she was so... Her prosthetics were cool. Her yeah. outfit was very okay, but like her performance was very just like... It, it was very okay. Yeah. Betty just doesn't have the same performance confidence as anyone on that stage. And when she was hairless, we will learn that was not intentional. So why was that not included in the actual performance footage? What do you mean? Because she said they said that her wig fell off. It did. You didn't but see we, it. Did we, yes. I didn't see it. I didn't oh, catch it. They showed. Oh, it. I didn't catch it. I didn't. I guess because I was typing my notes, I didn't catch it. Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. I thought, it, I thought um, maybe a gag because she looked like. And maybe and I maybe it was like a bald cap, or maybe she just doesn't have hair underneath. But like she looked mm-hmm. like I thought she was wearing like a bald cap underneath, and I was yeah, like, so, oh, gag. Yeah, so did I. So, but apparently it wasn't. <laughs> um, there were a lot of there was a lot of making out because I guess vampire lesbians. I mean, vampires are horny. Fact. It's true. How did we feel about the video? Were they set up to fail? Were they prepared for what they were up against? I I really liked it. I thought it was really cute. I thought yeah. it was a challenge given that there was not a lot of space, but also like they were all given the same parameters yeah. of like space and everything. I thought they were, I thought it was really good actually. Do you wish there was a little more interaction within the teams, like not just your partner, but with everybody else on stage? I think it could have gotten a little discombobulated and messy if they if there was like too much hot yeah. I everyone. I would have loved one moment of everyone doing the same choreo just e- even if it's just like a little like uh, swim like, a little, like, like, like yeah I would have yeah. that would have been really cool to really tie the whole thing together because it, it it did feel a little um segment segmented at times but I mean it felt I like enjoyed it, it. I, yeah, I, it I thought like it was really good like everyone's yeah. basically like two feet away from each other, but like and doing their own thing, but not paying attention to the person yeah. two feet away from them. I mean, let's be real. That's kind of how beaches are sometimes. Exactly. Um, but yeah, I think this was a good right step in the right direction for the show. Because usually when we get these kind of performance challenges, it's with a uh, lyricless track and we don't know it. Mm-hmm. We don't know this song, but we at least had a connection to the mood and everything. So Good job, Ulaze. This was really, really fun uh, challenge. Yeah, they're really getting it right lately, which yeah. is exciting. I'm excited for like the future of Dracula. Yeah, the, the evolution is right on track. And you know what? This is about the same time where Drag Race is about to peak with season four and season five. So I, I think they're going to do some good things coming in the future. Before is when they bumped up the prize for both to 100K. It's true. As a reminder, they just tell them that they're not here to judge their drag. Drag is art, art is subjective, blah, 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 blah. But guess what? They're going to judge their drag. So we're going to judge it too. Okay. <laughs> All right. In honor of the floor show, we are going to play Beach Babe or Beached Whale. Now, I wanted to <laughs> not Beached Whale. That's so nasty. Okay, go. <laughs> What 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 did, what did you want to say? What were we gonna say? I was gonna say I tried to like find like pictures of everyone's outfits. Um, besides, oh, like, I will I will let you know where they are. They are are you are you on Instagram or are you completely off of it? I'm off of it right now, but I was looking for it earlier on Instagram. It's on RPDR Looks 2021. Of course, um, on Instagram, you said. 
RPDR looks. What is it again? RPDR looks 2021. Looks is in the listeners. Like yeah, listeners, there, there's always these fan accounts that do these. So if you ever need them, look them up. They're definitely there. Go to the tagged photos of the queens and you'll definitely see these accounts. Oh, here we go. I'm sure they have multiple shows already because what? This is the, there's been three drag shows this week. <laughs> oh my damn! They have they, whoever runs this account is busy. Mm-hmm. All right, you got them. Uh oh! Do you need me to send them to you? Oh, wait, we're, oh my god, are they off of it? I see, like, I only... Oh, here we go, okay. You found them? Yeah. Awesome. Okay, yeah, because I just looked and I was like, oh my god, they're gone. But we're going to start <laughs> off with Saint, Look by Lauren J. Uh, so last week, Mary did pool floaties and it was a bomb. This week, it's Saint and it's a smash hit. I think having latex arms in the shape of bat wings was incredible. The bathing cap in black was in period. The back glasses matches as well. It was camp. I think this was very simple yet extremely effective. It was subtle and very impactful. Oh, uh, amazing. Um, first of all, Mary's look last week was honestly pretty good. I was a fan. Second of all, I mean, on an all white outfit, come on. Um, this look was great though. It, yeah. She looks like eight feet tall. Like it's very simple, but like very well done. Yeah. Swanthula says when one goes to Vampire Beach Party and they want to be fashion, this is how one arrives. It's beachwear and screaming bat and futuristic. Vanessa wants to borrow it and says it's amazing and original. When she bit into Zavaleta's neck and the blood came rushing out, she was on the floor. Gigi loved the floaties with the bat wings, and this is something she would wear to the club. She said her and her partner played off each other well, and it was effortless. And Jack Mortis says the outfit was flawless. As a performer, she is growing. And I agree. I think this was a really good critique and a really good upward trajectory for Saint. This is a beach babe for me. Um, totally. I completely agree. Plus, this was the home on last week. Or last I know. This this was a good redemption. The uh, audience agrees. 79% beach babe, 21% beached whale. What? They got bad taste. I know, right? All right. Next up, we have Mary Cherry. Uh, hair by Christopher Perez. Look by Casey Slater. Headpiece by High Waisted Studio. I hate that this is by Casey Slater because Casey Slater does incredible fucking things. Um, the light thing was cool. For this challenge, nothing was cohesive or right. If you didn't know the theme, she's one of the only ones you would never have guessed to be a vampire. Um, it did not read mermaid because, bitch, your feet were showing. If you wanted to make this a mermaid gown with a flare, fine. Then maybe I'd believe you. But I think the material, when you saw it in the light, was that typical drag material everyone has. And I was just missing that Dragula stamp. And... Um, yeah, I don't know what 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 was going on here. I thought it was so bad. Also, like you're on camera. Why would you put a light right in front of your face? Right. I was like, uh, an actual light. Like I'm like, you can't. Eat. That's gonna fuck up the camera. You're not gonna be able to see you. And 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 the thing with anglerfish is, 
Right. The thing with anglerfish is it comes on and off. Like we, we've seen Finding Nemo before. We know how that thing works. <laughs> like you can turn it off and, and make it a bit or whatever, but she kept it on the entire time. Um, if you go to her Instagram, she has the photo of the look. She did have more of a mouth prosthetic that I guess didn't work out. There, there were elements that were not there, but what was presented was not strong enough to even garner a safe. Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. I, I wasn't a fan at all. So in a very weird moment, after the music video, Drac and Swan chat amongst themselves and have concerns about Mary. Oh, okay. They felt for her as she was locked in her head and they are stunned that what was the, the case as she's a seasoned performer. They say she can get away with a lot of shit in Brooklyn, but she's here competing with other powerful monsters and she's stripped out of her status. She's lacking the charm and fumble and fun. They felt she and Coco didn't have the space they expected and thus had a mean look on her face. <laughs> now, before Mary goes, they ask her how she felt about her performance. She says she hated it because it was only one thing after another that kept happening and she got in her head. They tell her that when haphazard things happen, that's part of her charm. They tell her to shuck off the legendary bullshit and just be her. They tell her this is the only person who is not a vampire and is an anglerfish mermaid hybrid who is the vampire of the sea? What? Vampire of the sea? <laughs> Are we making shit up now? I, mean, I don't know. I could see like why she, I, I can see the thought process behind it, but it's still a little convoluted to say the least. So I, I have an important question for you. Do you think this was fair that they were judging her on their preconceived status off the show? Oh, fully no, but like, it felt very much like, okay, we really like her. She makes good TV, but this was bad. Let's, let's, let's keep her anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, like, I know there are contractual things. You can't really protest the results because the judges make the results. But if I were Astrid, I would have been livid. I would have been like, why, yeah, why? Was. <laughs> and if you really want to talk, if you really want to be like, they know who she is, Astrid fucking won their competition. They know what Astrid could do. So it was, it was disappointing. Um, but let's be real. This is not, this is not the first time this has happened. We've seen the Roulets make biased opinions before. It just sucks that it happened so early on in the season when there the, the it just didn't look good. It was unfortunately weird for like five minutes about how bad she did and then right. safe. <laughs> right. It was so weird. Unfortunately for me, I have to give this a beast will. It just did not fly. I'll do uh, yeah, same. It's not the good. audience, not here for it. 12% beach babe, 88% beached whale. Next up is Zavaleta. Um, I'm so mixed on this because she sold it and the swim cap was completely on theme and decade, but the suit material was not, it was a little bit too flashy, but I think the design was incredibly simple, but it read as beach party and those heels were very her. Right. <laughs> uh, um, look wise. Meh. Like it was, it was good enough. I like yeah, it. and again, it's hard that she was paired with Saint, who was wearing everything you could have wanted. I mean, I hated when they were like, we loved everything about Zava, except her look didn't look expensive. And I'm like, so you hate her because she doesn't have money? 
was like, I'm yeah. sorry, you gave Saint $20,000 and like fucking other bitches have been on the season, like two other seasons. Yeah. Like, excuse her for not being wealthy right off the bat. Exactly. And let's remind everyone, this is during a pandemic. T. I mean, it's month of list. Yeah, when they filmed it, it was not like things were a little bit more. Right. It wasn't as it wasn't as bad. But yeah. Swan says she lifted herself from six feet under right into one of the best performances. The look is a bit lackluster, but she had the reveal and Nosferatu toenails. <laughs> Gigi could not keep her eyes off of her, and being drunk off the blood was so hot. Vanessa calls the look fire, and she was into it. And then Zavaleta tells Vanessa that she was her childhood, and she watched her while she was in Mexico. That was cute. That was, that's always fun to see those kind of connections from yeah. competitor to judge. I mean, I'm sure you were like a diehard High School Musical fan, right? I mean, my high school did High School Musical when I was in it. <laughs> well, who would you play? Who did I play? Yeah. Nobody. It was like a background character. <laughs> <laughs> Are there pictures? Can I see? I need, oh my God, I need to see. Yeah, I don't no, like pictures would be from high school. No, damn it. Um, yeah, <laughs> listen, I think this was a, it was a, it was a safe look, but it worked and she was successful. So I'll give it a beach, babe. Yeah, same. And like, it was more of a performance-based competition or challenge yeah. and she killed it. Yep. Period. Audience, Period. 61% beach, babe, 39% beached whale. Next up, we have Sigourney Beaver. No designers uh, listed. Um, for me, this look, she absolutely nailed out of the park. Black and white stripe, red 60s. The beehive was spot on. The sunglasses were in decade. Um, she was one of the only ones to have visible fangs, uh, but from first glance, I was very impressed by her. And, and two weeks in a row, Sigourney is showing herself, but also showing she can fit the challenges. I know. I was surprised when she thought for sure that she would be in the bottom. I was like, I don't think you did that. Enough. And also she looked... Yeah. So I, I, I'm definitely here for it. I think she looks really fucking good. Yeah, I'll give it a beach, babe. Totally same. Audience, 81% beach, babe. 19% beached whale. Next up, we have Coco Kane. No designers listed. I really have nothing here. I think it's cool look for a vampire challenge, but she completely missed the beach party memo. Love the ears and how they just sat in the giant red wig. Um. <laughs> Why the hell is she wearing knee-high stripper boots to the beach? Oh, that was a choice. Coco is very lucky to be safe. I mean, she wasn't safe safe. She was right. like, in the bottom, but she just wasn't up for extermination. But yeah. um, it's a good look. I right. think screen beach. Yeah, that was the biggest issue for it. And I think if she, I honestly think if she just had like, like pumps instead of like thigh-high boots it would have it would have i i think you're right i think it, the boots really were a vocal point um and because of the type of boot it was there was just no like denying that it was stripper instead of like a go-go boot which yeah. she could have even pulled off um vanessa says she was getting hot vampire waiting for her vamp daddy who wrote that line for her because that's not come from her head <laughs> Gigi is so slutty for the ears, but asked if her and Mary have a history as she got a vibe that they didn't want to be paired together. You know a producer fed that one into her ear. <laughs> Toko says they scrambled behind the scenes and not to throw her under the bus, but Mary panicked. 
And Drek Mortis says that Mary upstaged her, which is absolutely fucking true. I mean, only because she was like in, in her way. Exactly. Um, I didn't like this look. I'm going to give it a beach well. I will give it a beach babe. Because I like I guess the what the other- I do think it's off the mark. Yeah, the audience agrees with you. 76% beach babe, 24% beach well. I was wrong in this one. I'm a minority. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Next up, Bitter Betty. No designers listed. I think her problem is her drag is just too simple all the time. I think the bathing suit was right. The hair was perfect. She looked like a vampire, but she's just missing that spark. Um, I think the black sheer robe was a good addition. If she wants to say and not be questioned, she's just going to have to step it up because this was not great. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. I, it's very okay. Like the, the gingham yeah. with like the, there's a houndstooth, I don't even know, houndstooth? Um, with like the black and the white and it just didn't really make sense. Yeah. It's not, it's not I, super expensive. Swanthula says, even though her look is meticulous when she has the opportunity to serve, she was looking to Jade the spotlight is on her. Jack Mortis says she looked away from the camera and this was a performance challenge. Betty says she would have been better without the choreography. Babe, that was the whole point of it. They just always like to blame somebody else. Vanessa said she saw her thinking a lot. If you forget your choreography, choreography, fuck it and do whatever you want. Don't get in your way of yourself. This is very safe. I think it is in period and it is vampire so i will give it a beach babe but it's very much like on the line i'm gonna it's a uh, i'm so torn i mean i'm also like having a hard time separating like the look from the performance sure. and the performance was not good so i'm gonna say beach will audience agree with you again beach babe, 59% beach whale. (laughs) I'm crushing it. (laughs) You are. You're doing very well. You know, you know my audience better than I do. Okay. Jay Jolie look by Zaza Gaberation. Um, I love that she played with prosthetics and gave her interpretation of vampire. The hair was 60, the leather bomber jacket was 60. And when it comes to that iconic Barbie of the era, this was it. Like I love that she added that edgy touches to it. Like, if you know that Barbie with the bathing suit, she she was that look. Um, but once again, I ask, why boots to the beach? Yeah, the boots again. The, the boots are really my only issue with this look. Yeah. She's pushing herself, and you have to commend her for it. I like her prosthetics. I like that she did prosthetics. Yeah. Um, she's, I, I do feel like she put in the most effort as, like, makeup-wise. Right. Um, yeah. And she's definitely showing that she's not just like drag rolls. You can do more. Yeah. Yeah. Although, although her new personality is so funny to me. Like she's not the same Jay Jolie. She's like so grumpy now. I know. It's so difficult to know what we know and then see this. And you're like, that's not, that can't be the same person. Oh, but like, let's be real. We've fun hanging with y'all. <laughs> yeah. We, we've all aged and grown in 10 years. I think I understand where she was then and now where she is. Cause she and I are the same age. Like when you get past your thirties, you, 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 you know, you're an adult now and you can't get away with the shit you did in your twenties. <laughs> Just wait till you get there. You're going to have so much fun, kid. I'm not long to wait. <laughs> 
Um, I like this. Beach Babe for me. Um, same. Audience, 74% Beach Babe, 26% Beach Whale. Next we have Hoso Teratoma. No designers listed. I think there are things I like about this look and there are things I didn't think worked. For whatever reason, the black hair with the pastel robe was not screaming 60s beach party. But when she finally eventually revealed it into the lifeguard look, that was the perfect look. It was campy and fun and silly. And I like seeing this side of Hoso because it's not expected whatsoever. Uh, I think it's so good. Um, she looks incredible. I I agree. I guess like the black hair with the, the pastel um, outfit was a little... I just think she was like too covered, too covered maybe. Like it... Yeah. Too much of like pastel robe and then like the black wig going into it so much. Um, but like once she... But I enjoyed it. I like yeah. I liked it overall. I think I'm nitpicking when I say that. No, I, I think you're right. And I think Hoso is one of those people where you have to kind of be nitpicky because she is so good at the art of drag. Yeah, she um looks incredible. And also like weirdly, as the Boulez also said that her makeup like works for that somehow. <laughs> yeah, so Vanessa was getting the lifeguard who was waiting for someone to drown so they can save them and suck their blood. She's just here to save lives. Gigi says her outfit was Rizzo meets Baywatch meets none. She wanted her to slap Dolly harder. Swanthula <laughs> says she was so adorable for this challenge. The makeup translated to the challenge. And Jack Morta says it wasn't the biggest look, but it was multi-layered. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people who wanted to slap Dolly a lot harder. I love when Dolly was like, I don't know. She slapped me pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> right? This is a beach babe for me. Yeah, I will say like once she takes the thing off it's a little bit it's a little less exciting for me just because the proportions are a little bit weird yeah because um, she's so thin and then she has like the big pads but besides that it's stuck in a beach babe audience 75 percent beach babe 25 percent beached whale next we have dolly no designers listed this was ooky spooky and hilarious this all came down to how Dolly characterized it. It is definitely the vampire creeper on the beach. And when it comes to the classic horror version of vampire, the makeup was spot on. It's so good. Like, the her, like I mean, also it's just kind of her like regular makeup, also just like yeah. Rizzo, uh, which worked. And I'm and like the fact that they were paired together really worked well because of that, I think. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, the look itself wasn't like super stunning, like, beach wear or whatever yeah but it was like she sold it she sure did did you wish or think there was going to be a reveal did you think there was something under the jacket um i, I don't think i thought about it honestly i was hoping it, like if she was going for like um like streaker or something that, that she'd be like huh. naked or something but that would have been really cool or or be in like this crazy ass freaking speedo the vampire speedo but it, this was just great overall so it didn't matter that just would have put her up i like, like i mean she did have a reveal it just yeah wasn't huge yeah yeah Juan says the characterization of the nesferatu who was the shy guy at the beach party was creepy and goonies vampire drek says it was new dolly in a whole new iteration 
Vanessa says they gave her the ultimate Nesferatu beach party deliciousness. As an actor, she appreciated the character they put on, and Gigi says they were the most in character, and while everyone was quite sexual, they were the most playful, and that's the ultimate sex. Okay. It's a beach, babe. Totally. On this... Audience, 85% beach, babe, 15% beach whale. And finally, last but certainly not least, Astrid. No designers really listed. Huh? That's true. I guess Mary was there. Yeah. <laughs> I want to defend Astrid as I adore her, but I just simply cannot. Black could have worked if the cut of the suit was a different style and time period. I know if you went to her Instagram, she defended it. She had a whole story about... Um, the topless women who wore this style suit. If you need to explain it to an audience, I'm not sure that it works, um, especially in a competition when you're being judged on a look. The hair and heels paired with the right bathing suit could have worked. I don't know what the elements were that we missed, but I don't know if it would have saved her if this was what we revealed into. Also, her makeup is bad. Like, yeah, it was... It was crusty. It was dusty. Like she just doesn't look like contoured or painted enough or something. I don't know. She, it's just it's very pale and it's, it, it's not texturized at all. You're you're right. There there's no definition to it, which I guess is what you might have wanted to do for like vampire. But I don't know. You you got to push yourself a little further. I think. Yeah, this was a. Uh... This was not it. Like a jacket wouldn't have made this outfit. I, I agree. Gigi felt like she was going more for a rollerblading look. The movement was super chaotic and they were working against each other. Vanessa says that she's fire and fierce, but agrees that the fit fell flat. She wanted a little more pizzazz. Swanthula says she knows what she's capable of and coming off a wind, she looked like she was dressed to go to the thrift store. It was put together in a haphazard way and with her pairing, any shortcomings were amplified next to Sigourney. Astrid will say that she went out of her way to try to make her a statement by doing something simpler, but apologizes for it not coming across. Jack Morta starts to speak. Astrid interrupts and basically that was the kiss of death. So good. So what did she need to say oh, that was so important to really interrupt her? <laughs> she had a whole reveal and dress that she cut to be a cohesive teammate. If she had known they'd be judged individually, she would have made different decisions. She's young. She's what, 24? 24 is not that young. Grow up. It's not that young, but she showed her immaturity and age in this moment. And I've always seen her as someone who I thought was very mature and, and, and knows themselves. But in the heat of a moment in a competition, they, they're there to break you down and they broke her down. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I do. I found it was very interesting. And I love seeing how like people's minds work, I guess. As in like, like Zada last week was in the bottom and she got very like defensive and like was like lashing out at people. Um, and then this week she was in the top and it was like very like calm and cool and collected. And then just the opposite for Astrid. Like last week she was calm, cool and collected. And then this week she had her whole hissy fit thing. Yeah. Oh, we, we will talk about that. But this look, 
Um, it's a beached whale. Oh, completely. The audience, 9% beach babe, 91% beached whale. I think it was one vote for beach babe. <laughs> it was Astrid. Maybe, yeah, <laughs> I, I wish. The Belays have decided that Jade, Mary, and Sigourney are safe. Hoso, Saint, Zavaleta, and Dolly are the tops with Betty. Astrid and Coco in the bottoms. Saint is deemed the winner and wins nothing, apparently. Um, sucks for her. No, no prize or no, nothing that was announced. Um, Astrid and Betty, yeah, nothing. I mean, not even a signed autograph from Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. I hope she did get that, though. That would be so fun. Astrid and Betty are up for extermination. Let's discuss it. Are you okay with all the placements? No. Me either. I think it's crazy to lecture Mary for like five minutes and then put um, somebody else in the bottom. Yeah, I I understand why Coco was there, but put them both there. I want to say like the bottom three should have been Coco, Mary, and Betty. And then Betty... And Mary should have gone up for extermination. Wait, what am I saying? I'm an Astrid. Um, not Scratch Betty. No, fuck. I don't know. So many of See, them. Fuck. The... Mm-hmm. Astrid or how does it maybe like Astrid, Betty, and Mary in the bottom three? I yeah. mean, like Astrid versus Mary. I agree. I think that's how it should have gone. Yeah. Like, and I, I think... think Mary would have gone home. Like she didn't do great, but like she didn't fuck up as badly as everyone else. I agree. Oh, the extermination challenge is having their limbs submerged into leech-infested waters. Would you do this? Honestly, I would because uh, it's that kind of show. But um, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, <laughs> I was like, yeah. We're heading to the cauldron and Astrid is pissed. She calls it a load of crap. Um, she's mostly mad at herself because she had gags and reveals, but it blew up in her face. She decided to not think of herself. She won the first challenge. This is stupid. Zavaleta tells her to take it to the extermination to which Astrid says she's not worried about. What she's worried about is she went from murdering the first challenge to this, and this is embarrassing. Meanwhile, Betty can handle the leeches, but she can't handle leaving right now. Mary appreciates Astrid's passion, but she finds it to be very immature. Just wait till Mary's in the bottom because you know there's going to be an explosion. Oh, girl, Mary, during this entire episode, was, like, like performance-wise, looks-wise, I'm like, okay, Mary, like, this is not great. And I, I thought she would be the first out. But after seeing her on my screen, she makes the best TV. She's so She's very good. funny. She's very good at TV. Astrid's like, the looks don't matter. It just depends on how much of a monster you are. Mary's like, I mean, the looks are kind of important, girl. (laughs) Yeah. Sigourney apologizes to Astrid, but Astrid says it wasn't her fault. It was her fault for letting Sigourney control her. That is not what she meant. Blame the emotions on that one, but that came out so bad. The line was so funny. I was like... I was like, did she? I was like, what sort of manipulation? <laughs> that was really, really bad. This competition is for Astrid. She didn't come here for Dolly. She didn't come here for Oso. She didn't come here with the fucking Boulay brothers. She was heated. She she had some um, Madeline Hatter vibes going on, didn't she? Oh, so funny. She really wanted to fuck that big picture. <laughs> 
Sigourney is trying to diffuse Astrid's emotion and says it was a team challenge and they collaborated, but Astrid is still harping on being judged individually. She says this is the kind of drag she does. She's supposed to be there. She sees people in the room who came there for who knows why. And then Zavaleta is like, we all deserve to be here. They're, don't bring anyone else down. Girl, you did that last week. Come on. <laughs> you brought people down last week. Poor formaldehyde. You scared her. They're on good terms. They talk about how hot each other are now. Good, good. <laughs> Betty is just not okay. Sigourney tries to console her, but she thinks she should stay because she has so much more to represent her community and so much more to show. But two weeks in the bottom, do we want to see it? I mean, if I were consoling Betty in that moment, I would have been like, do you see what's going on over there? I think you're good. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Astrid can't wait to prove the super monster she is. It's not about the looks or how they perform. It's about how much of the monster they are. Monster they are. And as you said, Mary is like, good, but the looks are kind of important. Yeah, that moment had me like crying laughing. That was the moment I was like, I need Mary there every single week. She needs to make it to the top just so I can have her on my TV. Yep. She's so funny. <laughs> Poco hopes that Astrid comes back more humble. She says it shows that Astrid came there for her. And now this was kind of weird. Zavaleta takes Hoso over to the side and has quite possibly the strangest conversation, basically telling Hoso that you shouldn't have emotions for Astrid because it will affect her. And Hoso loves Astrid so much so she feels for her. But Zava's like, I don't want you to do what she did. Oh, and don't tell anyone I have emotions. Yeah, that was a weird moment. I'm gonna, I'm hoping she was drunk. It seemed like a drunk moment. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a weird conversation, especially to keep in the episode because it had nothing to do with the overall picture. Yeah. But I think it's kind of fun to see Zavala to have emotions. I was just like, but why? But why did you have to do that? Exactly. So Betty and Ashley are both brought to the stage where they individually have to put their limbs in the leech tank. Why did we not see them together? Isn't that part of the fight is the psychological warfare? I think it was kind of unfair and a little basic. Like uh, all they had to do was put their arm in, like not their entire body. I'll, I will say like, I think the difference between the extermination challenge this, this season, and I feel like they worded it differently as well where they're like, okay, you're going to do this extermination challenge, and then we're going to judge how, like, how, based on, like, that, but, like, mostly, like, the competition, and, like, whatever. So it feels very, like, this is your punishment for doing badly, but we're still going to make the final choices to, like, whatever, like, this doesn't really, like, this will not actually save you, like. Right. Well, we get a lot of close-ups of the leeches on various body parts as they have blood streaming down their body. Um, but yeah, let's be real. Betty won once that leech was on her tits. <laughs> I mean, I think Betty won once Astrid interrupted a uh, drug. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, Astrid just kept her arm in and Betty just had a handful of leeches. And again, this is why I'm like, if they were on stage together, you work off of each other. And I think Astrid may have put more of a fight in if she, she saw what Betty was doing. And But maybe you're right. Maybe it didn't matter. Maybe it was all over. I feel like it was. Well, so we're going to our death scene. Go ahead. After she had her conniption as Saint yeah. Saint <laughs> We're going to our death scene and we're back to the 60s filming and it is Astrid climbing over the rocks on the beach. The boulets chase her down and after a stumble, they pick up a rock and 
Toss it at her head. Astrid is dead. Not they. That was Drefmorda. Specifically. You're right. The one she had after the talk back. (laughs) (laughs) I was cackling. Well, Astrid is dead. Did the right monster leave? (sighs) Yes, but I I hate to say that. Because I I wanted her to win so I mean I had her as my winner and I was obviously be wrong but me like, too. I mean going home in early in a surprise upset just like her drag mom hilarious yeah I mean yeah. you would hope there's like going to be another resurrection season eventually um, I- and she would be a prime candidate to come back but it's going to be a while and maybe that's okay because she's going to have time to grow I'd like to see her like more adult i guess or like just yeah grown and she'll get to tour and she'll have more money and the looks will be better i'm excited to see, I got to see. some yeah i i got some burning questions for you are you ready oh no okay what is astrid's legacy the tantrum yeah probably <laughs> <laughs> It's not a new thing, but the judging is always a, a, a talking point. We always speculate why they're judging a certain way. What are we just not seeing compared to the final product? What do you mean? About what specifically? Astrid? Like, no, just in general. Like, what, what, how did Mary get away with everything? Like, what are we not seeing that they're seeing? I mean, I think they really just want a reason to keep her. Which is why they had that that weird fireside chat like right before they did the judging. Yeah. Um, so they needed to justify it for us. Yeah, I think so. Because I think it would have been too disjointed and confusing if they were just like, "You're safe." Yeah, I think that would. Well, but instead, they like sort of rationalized it by like talking about it before. Right. Apparently, track record mean nothing. Uh, Betty's been in the uh, bottom twice. Astrid one is in the bottom and goes. Who's in danger? Who's going to be exterminated next? I mean, according to my, I mean, I don't know. Mary, Betty. I think Betty's next. Yeah, uh, I think it's going to be Mary or Betty. Yeah, I think it's down to those two. Um, they're both going to really, really have to step it up. Um, but I don't even know the challenges, so we'll, we'll have to see what it is. But after two episodes, the winner of the season is Sigourney. Yeah, I think Sigourney is definitely up there. Um, I think Saint's still a contender, too. I think Saint and Dali will definitely do very well. I think Zava's biggest issue is going to be money. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think those those are the ones that are doing the like best for me so far. Yeah. Well, we're not able to do the full extermination challenges like we did previously but we're, we're doing a mini extermination challenge type thing it's more of like a, a truth or dare style thing where you're going to give us you're going to spill some tea and reveal some things if you want okay um so in honor of this extermination challenge um we're we're going to find out who has sucked the most life out of you who who's been a soul sucker like individual like as a person yeah I would say just um, my entire three years in New York. <laughs> yeah, didn't didn't work for you. I love New York. I I came back with a lot of interesting stories, but it wasn't good for my mental health. <laughs> New York, New York is a scary place. <laughs> will Will you be back to visit at least? Maybe 
I might move back at some point. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But DC's treating you well. Yeah, it's cute so far. Good. Well, it's always lovely to have you on, and we're gonna have you on more this season to talk more about this the 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 craziness of uh, season mm-hmm. four. Where can we find you on social media and Venmo? And if you got any projects you want to plug? Uh, I am doing nothing until the new year. I'm taking the rest of the year off. Um, and then once January comes, this little mustache is going bye-bye. And I'm going to start doing drag again. But I'm still on Instagram and Twitter at NYC because I can't think of anything else to name myself yet. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. And I was the one who helped you with that first handle. So let me, I'll try to get a good one for you. I'll think of a good one. Well, it's always a pleasure. Thanks for doing this. Thanks for having me. A huge thanks to Seraphim for coming on. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Block Talk.